Welcome to BSD Talk, number 138. It's Wednesday, January 23, 2008. In the news, Desktop BSD 1.6 and FreeBSD 6.3 have been released. I'm hoping now that 6.3 has been released that FreeBSD 7 won't be far behind. All right, uh, now to move on to the topic for today. No interview for you, but I did want to talk a little bit about something that I've been doing here at the school and that is setting up a central syslog server. Um, I'm using it for a very specific purpose, but I will try and talk uh, about it in a more general sense. Uh, syslog server in general, well, all, most of your Unix hosts use syslog as a way of recording messages from different programs and from the kernel and everything else on the system, and most Unix servers are reasonably verbose when it comes to their logging, but it also supports logging over the network, either receiving log information from other hosts or sending to other hosts. So I wanted to talk about that. Uh, in general, when you do central syslogging, if you're concerned about the integrity or the security of those logs, you should use a dedicated machine and you should lock it down. It really shouldn't be running in any other services and you do want to limit the exposure to the internet for that machine. You also want to make sure that you're keeping your clocks in sync so that when you're trying to correlate events between different uh, devices on your network, that the times match up. You don't want to have uh, everything all out of whack, because it does make it hard to figure out what happened. Also, when you shift from just logging uh, local events to logging over the network, you do want to check out your log rotation schedule, and that's in your Etsy newsyslog.com file. And you can rotate based on the size of the file and or the time that has elapsed since it was last rotated. This can often be as much a policy decision as a hardware decision. Obviously, once you have a sense of how much data you're starting to collect, you'll know whether you're going to run out of disk space given your current rotation schedule. But also in many business environments, there are laws or regulations or at least policies in place that say that certain logs have to be kept for two years or a certain amount of time. And, and so you want to make sure that if you are logging in those environments that you are following your local policies and laws. So to get this started, uh, on your central logging host, you want to change the flags that are passed to syslogd when it starts up so that it listens to the network. Most versions of syslogd today, well not the version but the, the initial setup from the uh, version of BSD will limit syslogd to only listening to the local host and won't accept stuff from uh, the outside world. Uh, every version of BSD or every flavor does it a little differently, so make sure you check your man pages. One of the other flags you may want to pay attention to is the dash lowercase n, which will make it just record IP addresses rather than doing name lookups, and that might speed things up in a, in a really busy environment. Also, if you are using, and I recommend this, especially on your central logging host, to have a firewall in place, make sure that your firewall rules do, do allow the syslog traffic through. That might uh, trip you up as you're trying to figure out whether you have it listening on the network correctly. So you've got kind of two layers that might be preventing it from listening on the network. The actual flags that you're passing to it when it starts up, and also your firewall rules. You do want to be careful when you're opening this up to the network that you limit the traffic that you receive to just the trusted network that you're on or the specific host that you want to be receiving logs from. 
the FreeBSD man page at the bottom does refer to syslogd as a remote disk filling service. Essentially, syslogd will accept anything you send to it, and so if somebody discovered that they could uh, write to your log files, they could just start pouring a huge number of messages to it and, in theory, fill up your disk. So um, just be careful of that, and definitely don't expose it to the Internet at large. Uh, For heavily loaded logging environments, you do want to make sure that you use a, a dedicated network for your logging. An example... Uh, At one of my previous locations, we were having the firewall log all web requests and a variety of other information from the firewall. So needless to say, just about every packet leaving the network generated a logging event across the network. That obviously will increase the load on the network in general. But one of the other things that can happen, so not just doubling the load on the network, uh, is that when the log server went down, every time a packet pass through that firewall, the firewall would attempt to figure out the MAC address using an ARP who has broadcast, saying, hey, I'm trying to contact this host, every single packet. And so these are broadcasts, and that will um, not only generate a lot of traffic in general on that wire, but because broadcasts are propagated by switches, will cause a whole bunch of broadcast traffic on your network at large. So I think it's very important to have a separate network for logging in uh, heavy logging environments. Some people will also argue that because the logs are unencrypted and there's really no security or integrity following those log messages that you want to have it on a separate network anyway. Once you've got that all set up, most network devices such as printers and commercial firewalls support sending to a central syslog server and the BSD syslog protocol is reasonably standardized across most devices. And if you're on Windows machines, Uh, Take a look at Snare for Windows hosts, and that will take all of your event logs and also ship those off to a syslog host. On your Unix machines, you've got your syslog.conf file, which will specify which types of messages should be logged to which file. Well, what you can do is take any one of those lines and just make a copy of it and paste it below. And where it has the name of the file that you want to log to, you can just put a host name. You just have to put the at symbol in front of it, and it will actually send it across the network to that other remote host. So it's, it's reasonably simple. And that's the general setup for a central syslog server. Once you start collecting all this information, uh, it's a lot. And that's where a reasonable familiarity with grep and other text searching tools is important. I really like having everything everything in one place. Once you get used to it, it's a nice thing to have. Obviously, uh, it can take up a lot of disk space. It's just a nice historical record. I mean, even having your HP JetDirect cards on your HP printers telling you every time the cover is opened or closed or a paper jam, you can sort for that stuff. So that's a basic introduction to central syslog. I'm not necessarily an expert on this kind of stuff. This is what's worked for me. And I encourage everyone to either post suggestions or corrections in the comments on the blog, or if you want, go ahead and send me an email and let me know how we could improve this method. So, all right, well, thank you for listening, and this has been BSD Talk number 138.